Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the AC. Best car I've had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the 88 Cup car, the 7 Xfinity, and uh, I'm not sure if it's the 19 or 29 truck yet, but it'll be one of them with Chase Briscoe. Still truck racing. Still. Good, man. Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer, Elliot Sadler, and I'm picking up some races, a limited schedule with Myatt Snyder and the trucks this year. Myatt. Myatt. What a cool name. Hey guys, Myatt. it's KB. In the house. I don't spot. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> they don't let me up there. What do you do? I handle the chaos that Brett brings to my life in my inbox. God, I'm sorry. That sounds ridiculously. You might want to word that differently, yeah. but anyway. <laughs> anyway, we are coming to you from the Exalted Studio as normal. Yeah. And a podcast that is sponsored by OneMain. I've missed all this colorful Exalted Studio stuff. It is, and it's getting a, a revamp tomorrow. I don't, know if we could, I don't know if we can talk about this, so let's talk about it anyway. We're expanding. But, but the the word is that... Dale Jr. had to start his own podcast, had to become a part of his own podcast. Because we were so wildly because successful. Because we were kicking ass on yeah, Dirty we Mo Radio. So he comes in and does the first show, and the first thing he says is what, TJ? I don't know. This room's too little. We need more room. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. We're blown out a wall. Because he hasn't had to spend any time in here. Yeah, so he's Christmas. knocking out walls, so we're going to have the best studio yeah. in, in North Carolina. Finally, Chris is sitting on my lap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get her off. <laughs> So it'll be good, man. Take your inbox over there. Yeah. <laughs> which which show do you think is going to be better, his show or our show? Well, he's not very comical unless you get him rolling a little bit. Like what he's when you when you get him around a group of people and he's comfortable with him, he's he's pretty funny. Yeah. But he's good with Tyler though, and Tyler has that ridiculously dry, hilarious sense of humor. Yeah. Tyler, you're not was that funny, sure Tyler? Huh, that was funny. <laughs> you're not sure if he's <laughs> screwing with you right. or yeah. Oh, that was funny. So you, right. so you think their, di- like their dynamic's not going to be better than ours, though? I'm no. going to crash it probably once a month or so. I'll walk in on it. And Mike Davis already called that. He said you're not going to be able to stay out of that podcast because of the fame that it could bring that you're going to be all about it. Me? Yeah. <laughs> no, I just want to make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to bring it down. Mike, Mike, Davis, he, <clears throat> Mike Davis lost a bet because he said on the pilot that TJ would crash it. And I will. TJ didn't crash it. No, they've already done it. Oh, yeah. No, I won't. I'm going to wait a little while. Surprise sneak attack. Yeah. Hey. So what have y'all been doing? Well. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Been 
at weddings, yeah, traveling. When uh, do you feel relaxed? Do you feel ready to get back into the race season? I don't feel like it's ever quit. Yeah, he I just slept a twenty-four hour race. Yeah, I didn't go. You didn't? <laughs> we, we didn't run that long. Oh, you did. Did you watch the start of the race? No. So, um, yeah. So we go and spot me and Kevin Hamlin go and spot for this Lamborghini car. We know the guy that owns it, Robbie Benton, and. He takes us down there to just take care of the car. You know, you want to – it's a long race, and lots of stuff happens. So we go down there, and and everything's going pretty good and practice and everything. We're just going to go out there and run our own race. Well, six minutes into the race, <clears throat> the first driver gets a tire in the dirt, and we end up in the tire barrier. Um, pretty heavy damage. We end up fixing it for four hours. Um, and in order in that series to get points, you have to run 75% of the race. Yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I wouldn't mind seeing something like that transpire. Which yeah, I let's guess make another rule change here. We don't ever change. Well, anything. that would you would know right then. Look, if you're in if you're in here and you can't run, you're done. Yeah, you're done. So, um, but it it didn't end up. We ended up wrecking again in the middle. It rained really bad. Uh, <coughs> it was they weren't expecting Thank that much you for rain. That. Yeah, thanks. So we, it rained really bad late in the night, about midnight. Kevin's at the hotel sleeping. I, I always take the graveyard shift because I'm more of a night owl. So I was starting – I actually sent Kevin out about a half hour earlier than what he was supposed to to go sleep because he's a bed at like 9 o'clock type guy. Yeah, he's a wuss. So I took over <laughs> at 8 so he could get to the hotel and watch, uh, you know, Murder, She Wrote or Guiding yeah. Light, whatever he was going to watch for <laughs> he, before he went to lot. bed. Yeah. yeah. Dallas. And then I text him. I'm like, we wreck about almost midnight. I'm like, hey. You better get ready to come back and get me, because I was on from like eight till I think three thirty. Wow, three in the morning. So that's a pretty long night shift. But I knew I would sleep better from three till nine in the morning. Yeah. I would be pretty good. So, but we didn't make it that far. And then Robbie, uh, we were we had a flight out late that night. So you, could, you, did the car come back or no? Oh, we couldn't fix it after that. one. So you didn't right? You, you, we did. We, you we were six done. minutes. No, we had, we came back out. and I did that. Did about. I don't know. We came back out and ran a handful more hours. Oh, okay. So, and then you quit. And then we wrecked it good enough to where we couldn't. Oh, you wrecked out. again? Yeah, in the middle of the night. <laughs> about years midnight. off to a hell of a start. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so we ended up getting on an early flight. We got on a 7 a.m. flight out of Daytona rather than a, I think, 7 or 8 o'clock flight out of Orlando. Yeah. So we got out of there and got home, and I, I think we got a couple hours of sleep still because even after that, you get out in there. and Man. Yeah, it was an experience. It's still fun. I'd go back and do it again. Um, sounds great. Sounds yeah. super fun. Rain, wrecks. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm good. 8.30 to 3.30 in the morning. That yeah. is a long-ass race. Those it deals is. pay well, though. Spotters make good money doing those deals. Cause, so this one guy, uh, Coleman, that we know, his other spotter didn't show up. This guy spotted the whole 24 hours by what? himself. Yes. How many five hours was he taking? I don't know. He's probably still up. <laughs> Delirious. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Uh, I'll be in Florida again when you hear this. Yeah. So making babies there. down there. What are you doing in Florida? Uh, Got to take uh, Harry Potter World. Kristen was supposed to be going. I was. I I petitioned to go. You do did? you want? Do you want a wand? I want a wand. Really? Yeah. Okay. Do you know which one? I want my I'm official a... uh, letter of acceptance to Hogwarts. I don't know if you can get that. To what? To do it Hogwarts. Online. Yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know a lot about this. Magic but and wizardry. I know it's a big Sounds deal like when you STD. get this sealed letter. <laughs> yeah. when you get this sealed letter and stuff, and yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, she's know. a nerd. <laughs> I mean, I have a tattoo, a Harry Potter. Tattoo. She does. Oh, it's a hot tattoo. It looks great. <laughs> yeah, but uh. and if you don't know what it is, it's not nerdy. No, 
They're definitely hot. So do we have anything to talk about? We do. We're bored these people. So, hey, major announcements in the off-season. Cup sponsor is now the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, plus new formats. I think – did you guys watch the new format announcement? Yep. How did you think the the – I guess ultimately, Brian France was like, "Hey, I'm Brian France. So I'm gonna hand it off to Steve O'Donnell." And it's like, "All right, you've got a great grasp of this thing, huh?" So <laughs> he hands it off no to O'Donnell. So how about. do you think O'Donnell did of explaining what was going to happen? I actually had to read Jeff Gluck's <laughs> article about it yep. afterwards because I didn't understand a what he was saying, b what NASCAR was putting out on social media, or. It, any of the monster or Xfinity was putting out on Twitter. Yeah. So Jeff like broke it down, and I was like, "Oh, this actually is not hard to comprehend." Yeah. Yeah. TJ well, and I. You just needed someone to. Yeah. Someone like me, I needed. Well, TJ and I are in the game, and here was my struggles. I've never heard the word playoff. I've never heard the word segment. So some of this terminology is new, and nobody said, "Hey, you know," because first thing I'm thinking is, "Is this what is this like a caution clock?" Like, I don't know. Some of the some of the elephants in the room for me, weren't addressed. They were just like, assume that you're going to know what we're talking about because we're certainly not going to say what we were doing wasn't working, so this is the way we're doing it now. And you you can't talk like that when you're inviting fans to this press conference or to chat – you know, uh, watch it. Watch it. And yeah. they have no idea what you're talking about. Dumb yeah. it down. I mean, dumb it down for me, too, and yeah. I work in the sport. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I was actually surprised to hear everything that changed, but – um, but you guys heard, I mean, there were the rumors for the there's past still month questions. and a half, right? Yeah, there's still questions, though, that I have that are going to have to be answered that as we go along. Because certain situations, a situation is going to come up that they haven't thought about or we've came across yet. It's going to come up, and we'll have to, uh, you know, adjust on the fly here. So, And, and Brett's going to have to pick up his game a bunch this year because he's going to run for a championship probably this year. So my back. I think the cool I, I, and I mean let's be the fans need the simple version so I'm going to try to give my version of it. We're still running the race exactly like we've already run it. Yeah. What we're going to have are two breaks. There's going to be a break a quarter of the way through the race and a break halfway through the race. And then from there on we're going to race like normal. So what what they're I think the advantage to this is a lot less commercials for both networks which fans are I've watched, I mean, when we watch truck races, I'm like, man, every time they go to commercial, there's a wreck. You know, yeah. I think this gives TV an opportunity to kind of wait for those cautions because they know they have cautions coming yeah. and they can get their ad time. Key breaks. Yeah. So, I mean, mm, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I think where it got really confusing for me was when they start talking about points. We're giving out points. And, and, and it's almost like they should have said, hey, we're only giving out points to the top ten. That number's coming later. And we're giving out a bonus point for the winner for the chase. That's it. That was so confusing. As soon as I heard that, it sounded like a cycling stage race, like the Tour de France. It sounded exactly the same. And then when I read about it, it was not that at all. Yeah. I think this format is awesome. I really do. I think the Xfinity race and truck race are going to be better than they already were because they're ideal. You know, that you're talking about a two- or three-hour race with these segments versus a four- or five-hour race. Pressure. Pressure will be higher. Dude, they're going to kill it. Those races are going to be the best races of the year, which is going to put even more pressure on NASCAR, which are already getting to shorten these races, these cup races, because the truck races and Xfinity races are going to be a better product. My challenge for me is two things. Number one, explaining it to children, because we're trying to get youth in the sport. They're not going to understand it. It's going to take a while. My other big issue is the Daytona 500 is where we kick off our season. It's 30 million viewers. They've never heard the word segment. 
and the first time they turn on their TV, that's all these analysts are going to be talking about. I hope Jeff Gordon, Daryl Waltrip, Michael Waltrip, I hope they don't (laughs) overkill it because I really wish they would have said the Daytona 500 is staying as it was. We're going to start this in Atlanta. But they didn't. We're going to start it in Daytona. But so many fans are coming in for the first time of the year and they're not going to know what we're talking about because you got a million people that know and you got 29 million that don't. And they're going to be like, what is all this segment? Jeff Gordon should have a son, Leo, come on the broadcast and try to explain it in his terms. Yeah. But I think, I, mean, I do think it's going to make the racing good. I think it's going to definitely pick up the pace some. There's going to be less, okay, you're faster, go ahead. There's going to be more of like, no, man, I'm in this spot. I need this extra point here. You're yeah. not getting it. Yeah. So, and that's going to matter more now. So I think it'll be, I think it's, you know, the I just hope we stick with it because kids can pick up stuff a lot faster than we think, but we can't keep changing it. We mm-hmm. have to leave it. Like Madeline's six years old, and she knows more about certain things than I could ever even thought she did. So, but yeah. we can't keep changing it. We got to leave it at something. We got to find. We got to find something good and and leave it. Um, the, I, the chase I, with the admission of what we're now calling the playoff system, the chase. Those words is is probably branding fail you know like you're you're 14 years invested in a calling your postseason the mm-hmm. chase and you just completely abandoned it now monster coming in gave you a great opportunity to do so because it was the chase for the sprint cup you know and, and all that was kind of tagged together but from a branding standpoint you pretty much said well we screwed this up we're just going to do away with it but they didn't say that they just walked away from mm-hmm. it which is which is weird you know yeah i kind of liked it being the chase i did too I, I, mean, I, I, I think it made I feel us like special. People, fans understood that. Yeah, what the I, chase was. I mean, you walked it's away. You were like, "Hey, we're in the chase," and you knew. You yeah. knew then, like it meant something. You're yeah. chasing a championship. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, you just knew that if you said, "Hey, I'm in," we're in the chase. I knew we left Daytona in 2014 in the chase. Yeah, and it was a relief, but we knew what the chase was. We already knew. Um, but yeah, them, them saying we're walking away from that means globally outside of our little bubble that we all live in globally, it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And that's big. It's it's kind of like this for me, what's coming up Daytona day. The Daytona 500 has so much branding worldwide. Nobody knows what Daytona day is. It's a great American race. I know, but they're still there. This is the second, third year in a row. We're pushing Daytona day. On, on yeah, branding I, side. I just call it 500 day. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's Daytona 500. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't need it. It doesn't need a gimmick. It's it's got no. it. Doesn't need a rebrand. Now it's so caution clock is completely gone now. Yeah, caution clock's gone, which we said last year. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of liked it in the truck series. It played in some some strategy well, and stuff. You have to pee every 20 minutes. So that's <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it, it actually brought um that too. You know, I'd have to try to call, time it right, but yeah, um yeah. it made it it made the strategy a little bit better, especially like Pocono, somewhere like that, where you knew it was gonna happen. Yeah, you a bunch of guys would pit. You you never know. I mean, I, it was kind of interesting, but. We'll dive into it. this more around once Daytona. we get into. But yeah, I mean, you, once I, it trust starts me, too. Uh, you know, a negative connotation was well, this kind of to me insinuated the drivers weren't driving hard, you know, and they were. But to TJ's point, if you're running eighth now, you're not going to give up ninth because then you could give up tenth and then you could end up eleventh and now you get no bonus yeah. points to carry into the next week. And and those are regular season points that are going to be important, which to could you cause wrecks, which could cause wrecks and excitement and everything else. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I can tell you this, there is no race ever that I've ever been a part of where we were like, oh, we're content running 14th right now. I mean, we you were trying to go, you, sometimes you're, you're limited to where as fast as you can go because of the car, but we've right. never been content anywhere. Even when you're leading, you want to go faster. Yeah. When you're leading the race, you still want to figure out how to make your car faster. We've never 
been to a point where like, hey guys, the only time I could think of is Talladega when everybody gets up by the wall and it's kind of a chess match. Who's going to go to the bottom? It's yeah. either Michael or Denny or somebody. But yeah. That's just how it goes. I mean, and I, I actually kind of enjoyed that, too, because it was a little bit of a chess match on who's going to be them people, yeah. you know, and then you get a group down there 15, 20 laps later, and then it's like, okay, here they come. Here they come. Yeah, it was still. Still good. Yeah, they were still trying. Denny and Brad were heavily, heavy influencers in this, this format thing, and it was really smart on NASCAR's part to have Dale Jr. sitting up there, too. I mean, you have the two guys who are most involved with with this thing coming about, and then you have the most popular guy mm-hmm. sitting beside you, endorsing it. So, yeah, yeah. I think the the biggest news of the off season is probably Kentucky getting the new elevator. Yeah, that's got to be the biggest thing. Yeah, no more. I so, guess that kid that got stuck in it last year. Spotters all got our sweat. money together, and we hired a spy, and yeah. we put that spy in place in the Kentucky marketing department, and we basically said, "Your job is to get us a new elevator." And so we got word over the winter. I thought it was that trip we took up there with, you know, we. We knocked on their door and was like, "Look, we're not leaving until yeah. we get this elevator." <laughs> we get this elevator. <laughs> but we got a we got a, we got word that there's a new elevator coming to Kentucky. So I'm best, so excited for best you guys! News of the Congratulations, you yeah. did it. Uh, it's going to be so nice knowing that when you get on that thing, you're going to get to the roof. Yeah, and we're not going to tell you who the spy is, but Lynn, if you're listening, thanks for everything <laughs> yeah. you did. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sorry for all the bad things Brett said. <laughs> it was all Brett, not me. They're like, the publicity is so bad from the Door Bumper Clear podcast. You need mm-hmm. a new elevator. You, yeah. Maybe they should name the elevator the Door Bumper Clear Elevator. Yeah. <laughs> it should have a big decal on, on it. it. We should get free It should have our shit. heads on the door. And yeah. it, every time the door closes. <laughs> Brought we, to you by. We meet in the middle. Yeah. yeah. And all the lipstick marks that would be on that thing if they did that. <laughs> mm. Can't even imagine. Gross. Don't That's make this That's a good up. idea. Oh, Kentucky girl lipstick. This next one's big. Hey, so in the off season. Who would have thought at the beginning of 2016 that these drivers wouldn't have full-time rides in 2017? Greg Biffle, Casey Mears, Tony Stewart, Brian Scott, Cousin Carl. Well, he retired. And Who Regan. made this list? Matt did. This is not well, – uh, Tony retired. So we knew Tony was leaving. Yes. I mean, we, we kind of counted on Casey. No. Yeah. He had bit. a contract. That guy had a two-year contract left. Just he had a deal. Biffle had a contract left. We yeah. we only knew Tony was leaving, but if you look back, if one year ago, if we'd been sitting here and we said all these guys, yeah, I know about four or five of them were surprises. Brian yeah. retiring, Carl retiring. Greg's Greg a pretty big no surprise. Sponsor. Carl's the a huge surprise. Um, Regan, I'm kind of surprised hasn't kind of niched his way into something else yet because he's a solid, safe driver. Yeah, um, done tear up equipment, runs yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Brian, we I, I like Brian a lot. I think we kind of all felt like that was a, a limited. You know, unless he got into a really good ride and can prove, you know, um, a real fast car and could really show that he could, you know, go fast. I think we all kind of knew that was kind of limited. Um, but Tony and, you know, our Greg, Casey, a little bit. Greg and Carl for sure, though. Big names. Yeah. I mean, the the smallest name on the list is Brian Scott. I mean, Greg Biffle, big name. Mears, the legacy Greg, I think, could have came back. I think Greg could have found something. But, well, I don't think he wanted what he could have taken. Or he wasn't going to get paid. So, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, you don't I, – I, I think – Here's a, here's the reality of this sport. Tony Stewart left on his own terms. Mm-hmm. Carl Edwards left on his own terms. Racing quit these other guys. They didn't quit racing. 
racing with them, and that's what typically happens. It happens with spotters. Yeah, happens every year. We had three or four spotters that are good spotters, that are veteran spotters. They got squeezed out this year. Oh, wow. And it's not because they don't want to work. It's because it retires from you, you know. Robert Yates said it best. I didn't quit racing. My sponsors quit me. You know, like it, it's very it's very difficult to, to do this forever, you know. So it's really, uh, honestly, <clears throat> that's why it's important to come in and and try to make the best name for yourself you can because you'll last, you know, you'll be there longer and, and you know, if you're talented, you'll be a lot, you'll be there longer than, yeah. you know, but you're right. I mean, sometimes you don't have a choice. So, anyway. Let's go into spot on, spot off. Y'all ready for that? No. What, you still have things to you're say? Ready for this? I, I want to hit, I want, you don't want to hit the Phoenix? Phoenix is in the spot on, spot off. Oh, sorry, I already, I moved a little bit on you. If you read this, it helps. Uh, TJ, right, sorry. Let's go to spot on, spot off, spot on. <laughs> these are words. Still words. Spot off to you right now. Hurry up. The NASCAR postseason is now called a playoff versus the chase. We already hit on this one. Next, the caution clock has been abandoned. Spot on, spot off. Spot on for me. Spot on for me. That all you got? Yep. That thing was would've. terrible. It was an, <laughs> I, 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 you know, it was a fabricated way to break up the monotony of a race. These truck drivers need the opportunity to pit under green some. Like, that was gone. There was nothing good about this caution clock. There wasn't. I agree. I think the way they're doing it with segments now is a better way of doing that. you got something to race for. It's not just, oh, the caution's going to come out. It's been 20 minutes. I actually have a question, though. If if we're at a track where just whatever, we have 17 cautions, they still do the segments regardless? The segments can finish. Segments can finish under yellow. So if the segment is going to be lap 100 and we have a wreck at lap 97, if you pit under green and you, like, you can do your pit strategy to win that segment. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Be interesting. Right. Yeah. Spot on, spot off. Kentucky Speedway is spot getting a new on. elevator. Spot on. <laughs> TJ already screwed this one up, too. Yeah. If he'd read this. I did read it. But this I read is why it. producer Josh sends this the night before, except. I read it, but I just jumped ahead of you spot on spot off phoenix raceway is doing a huge remodel huge and atlanta is doing a repave um i'm going spot off spot on for the phoenix raceway remodel say that three times in a row fast spot off for the atlanta repave phoenix let me tell you something when you go out and you mess with asphalt it makes the racing worse Mm-hmm. And and fans don't reap the benefit of anything. Phoenix Raceway recognizes that the racing facility needs upgrading. It needs Wi-Fi. It needs better parking. It needs the start finish needs to be over there in the dog leg or whatever they're doing. So they're doing things to enhance the fan experience. The Atlanta Repave is doing something to screw up the fan experience. <laughs> Their facility is still 100 years old. And yeah. now their asphalt is going to be brand new, which means we're going to go around there and break Jeff Bodine's qualifying record or Robbie Gordon's or whoever did yeah. in 97 where they went 200 miles an hour around a mile-and-a-half racetrack wide open. It's it, I hate new asphalt. Well, that and uh, Texas is doing something too. And I don't think I don't think Atlanta or Texas, I don't care if it rains at Texas and we're there for an extra day. That's part of it. Yeah. Uh, the racing is great. great. They move around. The cars are a handful. Same thing with Atlanta. The racing is great. And I, honestly – We've had some great races at Phoenix with the start finish line where it's at. I, I, I'm, you know, if they want to move it, but the only problem I said, and I think Del Junior tweeted it too, was they moved the start finish line. It's right in like turn two. Yeah. Like it, you need to be able to. It needs to be down there in the dogleg a little bit because if guys come off there side by side, I want to see him race to that start finish line, not in the corner. Just based on what they announced, I don't understand where they're spending a hundred and mil- hundred and eighty million dollars. 
I've I, never rebuilt a racetrack, so I'm not sure. $180 yeah, million. Dollars. I will say this, and this is kind of an underlying thing. A lot of times when you see all these repaves and all these remodels, there's tax incentives to do so. You know, yeah, there was true. a point where we had eight racetracks in two years do new asphalt because a loophole from a congressman that a yeah. guy in Phoenix had put into a bill was getting pulled out. So if they did the new asphalt, they were able to appreciate it, accelerated appreciation a lot quicker. And so they all wanted to get in and get a part of that on the tax break side. So some of these remodels, you don't ever know the, the, the business side <clears> of what may be going on either. Yeah. Spot on, spot off. Practice time is cut across all three series. I don't think is. this is even a question. <laughs> you know, it, it, we say that practice time is cut across all three series. The Atlanta schedule, I'm gonna give, I don't know what's out and what isn't out, but the Atlanta schedule, it's cut, all out. Pra cut practices for an hour on Friday, an hour on Saturday. Trucks and Xfinity practice three different sessions for three hours, for an hour each. So they're actually getting more practice than Cup is getting. So – there, there is no question, though, for us as spotters. Well, I think it, some of the best races we've had has been less practice time. Yes. So, I, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not against less practice. I mean, I think less might be better. because there's, there's always a point at practice, and I, I think we've all been there where you don't, you know, you've kind of, you've tried everything on the car. Usually, you don't, you make your car ten percent better throughout the weekend, if that. Here's who this hurts. It hurts rookies, because Eric Jones. Who else is rookies this year? Ty Dillon, but Ty, they have some experience. Ty Dillon, so. yeah, but not Ray Golding, not, Eric not, Jones, yeah. and Daniel Suarez. All right, you got four rookies right there. Three of which are, are getting in really good equipment. Mm -hmm. There's no way an hour practice is going to get them ready to go beat, you know, Clint Boyer, Dale Jr. Yeah, but I'm okay, I'm okay with that because they're Logano. still they're in great rides racing with with great guys. So and they're gonna, they all have. They all have other people to lean on. They're not they're rookies in the Cup Series, but they're not rookie race car drivers. One, I mean, one's the Xfinity Series champion now. Eric Jones was probably gonna he was right there. He's definitely championship caliber material in the Xfinity Series. So you're taking guys that have could have won championships there, and I don't, you know, they're all in the same boat. It's not like one's getting more than the other. So I'm, these guys aren't straight off of. They're not know. in the same boat because the guys they're racing have years and years of experience. Well, that's not. Then they're stay. in the same boat with their other rookies, but then they're run. not. But rookie of the year, that race, yeah, they're in the same boat. But then race six finish series another year. Brad Keselowski run the Xfinity series next year. Well, they can, but they can't run them all. I'm just saying, run run them all in that, and really run partial car. Their experience is it's gonna. I'm telling you, this is big for rookies. Big challenge. It's a big challenge, but I don't think it's hurting them because they're going to race good guys. You wait till you get to Martinsville and they get 55 minutes of practice. They're going to hit everything, including the pace car. The <laughs> yeah, rookies but will. they're going to do that no matter what in their first Martinsville race. I don't they're care if they the have first three now because they're still not going to get any experience. And don't forget the Xfinity series doesn't go to Martinsville. Do you get penalized for so. hitting the pace car? No. Dale Jr. didn't when he ran there first time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's coming from a two-time Xfinity Series champion. Yeah. And he he hit everything, including the set, the tow truck that race. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to do uh, Martinsville at night. Yeah. Is that for sure? Well, they put up lights. So. These yeah. guys come from Super short good. track backgrounds, but Martinsville's tough. I'm, I, <clears throat> I'm excited for them. I think they'll do – I think they're going to get a dose of reality, but I think they're all capable of um, – three of them are capable of – adjusting to it and they're, they're gonna have respect though i mean yeah i think the cup guys now respect all three of them yeah i don't so. i'm not done due diligence in finding out why we did a road course test at charlotte have any of y'all heard why yeah what what, is, <clears throat> what are they doing what are they thinking i don't know i heard october october race at charlotte would be know. a road course race potentially 
All three. Potentially. Like I heard maybe the all-star race would be, which would be crazy unless they do it like what we talked about yesterday on Twitter, which is do all three series at one time, do it where it's kind of craziness, you know. But, like demolition but, derby style. But, but they didn't. They didn't. How do you spot that? <laughs> well, you guys are spotting three vehicles at one I time. I don't think the roof has <laughs> enough room for that many spotters. Yeah. Like. Yeah, you'd only run 30. You'd run the top 10 cars from each each crew. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I mean. It, That's okay. only 30 people. That's still, huh? So you have three winners as well? Three winners, yeah. Uh, three all-star winners. That's, hey. Hey, each each group has their own set of all-stars. I mean. I'm not going to lie. I think it I played, would be fun. When I played minor league baseball, they had all-stars just like major league baseball had all-stars. You know? Why not mix them? Have some fun, man. I'd bring my kids to see it. Heck, yeah. I'd bring them. We need something to shake it up. Yeah. Yeah. Why not, man? But I heard it went good. Really? Yeah, I heard it was, you know, uh, you know, I don't, who tested it? AJ. Yeah. Thingaling. So he said there was he said there was like three to four or but he, I think he said there was four passing zones. Yeah. That means like one for everyone else. <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah. That's two more than we have at Sonoma. Yeah. Do you understand that like um a passing zone is in the S's at Sonoma for him? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh I mean AJ is a road course guy, so he knows. Yeah. But uh no, sure. I'm all for it, man. If it's exciting, some of our best races are road course races. Yeah. So Yeah. But don't take a prestigious race though you know what i'm saying like that race you know i, I the 600 is pretty prestigious Just nbc's like, had a lot of influence in this some of these changes that we're seeing and they have they have a lot more changes they want to make yeah. and shaking up the chase and having a road course in the chase is uh, one of the yeah. things they're requesting and it's their chase they're televising it they're they're i mean of course nascar has an investment playoff. in playoff it's but, their playoff. But it's their playoff. Sorry, NASCAR has an investment in this, but NBC's funding all that part of the schedule. So if they want to see, a, if they want to see a road course race in the chase, guess what's going to happen? I think it'd be good anyway. The road course races are good races. Yeah. Why not have a good race in there? I mean, throw it in there. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. We're going to take a break. All right, we're going into fast lane, and if we have any new listeners, I'm just going to give for the first show. Um, I'm going to give TJ and Brett a topic to debate and they're going to alternate who responds first. They each get 30 seconds and then the person who went first gets a rebuttal of the person who went second. Some of the topics are racing and some are non-racing and Brett generally never knows what those are. No. Carl Edwards announced that he was retiring from racing effective immediately. What was your reaction to this announcement and do you agree with the decision to advance Suarez to Cup? Well, first of all, he didn't announce retiring. He announced he was taking a year off. Josh. So, right, well, he announced he was <clears throat> anyway, uh, there's more to this story than what I think is being said. Ding, ding, ding. There's more to it. There so, uh, you don't just take a year off when you're, you race your whole life to be this competitive coming from where Carl came from the old series with him in the truck series. He didn't race all that to get to be a championship contender and say, I'm taking a year off. He's in the fastest car. He's making $15 million a year. He's going to win the championship if he doesn't wreck himself in Homestead. You don't work this hard to get this far and just say, I quit. Whatever is going on, we're not getting the truth. The media can be so blind with, with saying, oh, this guy's so great. He's telling us the truth. Bullshit. He's not telling you the truth. Something's going on. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. You don't just you don't just take a step back at that point. There's something – maybe – I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to take a step back. I don't know what his reasoning is. If he has something that, that's – justify them, then that's fine, as long as he's comfortable with it. I just know that you don't go from being that competitive. You know, that's what we all race for. That's what I drove for, to get in cars like that and have a chance at winning a championship. And you don't just say, oh, man, 
I'm going to take this year off, you know. No, hell no. I, I will say this, though. He doesn't owe us an explanation. Right. Agreed. It's his choice. He's only He only has to answer to, to a f- very few people. Number one is Joe Gibbs. Yeah. Number two Family. is whatever important sponsor contracts he has, which are Toyota, Aris, or Aris, however you say it, and Stanley DeWalt. Like, he has very few people that he owes an explanation to. So whatever he says publicly, he can sell it. Yeah, and it's honestly in his defense, though, whether we're getting the we're getting the BS story out of it. I mean, it's his choice. I mean, if he wants to take a year off, he can take a year off. Um, There's many rumors going around. We've all heard rumors. Yeah, there's rumors, and one of them's true. One of them's true. One of them or two of them together is true. You know, (laughs) one of them's true. So, um, Carl, you know, I I believe we will see Carl race again. Yeah. I do, and I don't – not this year, obviously, but I think Carl will be back. Yeah. Which drivers' names were bigger <clears throat> than their game in 2016, and will slash can they rebound? Brett? Their name is bigger than the game. Man, I think I think Dell Jr.'s name was much bigger than his game, not to his fault because he got injured. Mm-hmm. Clint Boyer's name was bigger than his game because he got in a car that was a piece of <laughs> uh, Casey Kane's <laughs> name was a lot bigger than his game in 2016. Uh, those three guys probably are, are on the top of my list. Yeah, I don't include Dell Jr. because of the accident. That's not, nothing he can control. For sure not. <clears throat> Clint, uh, yeah. I mean, Allgaier outran him in that car by a lot, and it was kind of a joke there for a while. And I think I think um, things are better now. I think he's got new perspective and ready to go. Um, Casey, you know, Casey, uh, Casey normally squeaks out a win or two every year, just out of nowhere kind of, but. Um, he's always – you never know when it's going to be. But um, definitely I agree with those three. Will they rebound? Yes. All three of these guys <laughs> will make the NASCAR playoff. Yes. You like saying that? Yes. No? Elliot is running the Daytona 500. So, Bretsky, who's going to spot for him? TJ, who should spot for him? Uh, Sheriff? Sheriff. <laughs> Sheriff. <laughs> Yeah, Elliot's filling spotter is a sheriff, Brian Roberts, back in Virginia. He does all the night companion stuff. Is he doing which is, it? Which is a little bit different than Daytona. Okay, that's what I say. If he goes from Iowa to Daytona, we're all going to be <laughs> – we're all wrecking. <laughs> oh, we've actually got a guy by the name of Keith Barnwell who – Keith, Keith. Name's Keith. Yeah. No, his, name Keith? Is, his name is Listen, Keith. Listen, <laughs> we need to talk about Keith right now. He is the only guy that I know that still owns a BlackBerry. Yes. And I'm not talking like an up-to-date BlackBerry. I'm talking about like the the 2004 the BlackBerry. BlackBerry. Yeah. yeah, I loved my BlackBerry. I did too. Well, yeah. Keith okay. Barnwell still has yep. it. He's he's actually gonna do it. He did Elliott's uh, spotting when Elliott came into Cup. I'm sorry, into Bush Series with Diamond Ridge Motorsports. So Keith Keith Barnwell <laughs> was the GM guy and the spotter guy. So when it was determined, I obviously couldn't do it because I'm doing Clint. It was hey, who we're gonna get? So he wanted Keith because he's heard that voice before. He knows what he's going to get from him. There will be no surprises. Showing up to run the Daytona 500 with a new spot. So who does Keith no actually spot for normally? Nobody. Nobody. Well, he's coming one, out of retirement. He, he does so, some Xfinity stuff. Okay. <clears throat> What's happening here is Elliot is choosing comfort over. He is sacrificing a little bit of, um, what would you call it? Potential. Like, potential for comfortable. That's the. This is pretty big, though. This is something that people don't understand. Like This is what spotters do. This is showing you uh, where you know uh, the comfort level the drivers have with us and how important it is. So instead of finding somebody that could possibly give him a little more and better information, Elliot's using his own knowledge and driver you know ability to take over that to have somebody talk to him that he trusts and is comfortable in his ear. Yeah. So I gave him a list of ten guys. 
and I said, these are all competent guys. And, and several of them had already reached out to me saying, I want to do it. I want to do it. And I said, it's your list. It's your voice in the head. And Tommy Baldwin had a couple of guys he wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. And Elliot ultimately picked, and again, to TJ's point, he picked a guy that he's worked with before because just like if you're a quarterback going under center, you know how that guy's going to hike you the ball. A little bit of a different game. Yeah. Daniel Suarez was given a free pass to run the clash race in Daytona on Saturday night before the 500. Do you think <clears> this is a fair decision from NASCAR, or sh should it go with car or driver? Brett. Daniel Suarez was not in this race until Carl Edwards said he's retiring. And then Daniel Suarez year off. was given a bye. So Daniel Suarez does not deserve to be in this race in any capacity. He can come on the roof and watch it with us. Yeah, that's like saying, hey, uh, I don't feel like spotting this race. I feel like driving it. How about a pass? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I, that you got to earn your way in. Like, we're running – we are actually running Alex Bowman in the car, I think. Yep. Um, so he got a pole. I mean, yeah, he won the pole legitimately. He earned his way into their race. He was the fastest guy in qualifying. Yeah. He earned the pole position. He earned his spot in this race. What, what did Daniel Suarez do to get that? He didn't do anything. So it's not right. Uh, if if Daniel Suarez deserves to be in, so does Clint Boyer, because the 14 car was also locked in. And so if you're going to put the car in, you're putting the car in, which is what they're doing with Gibbs. It, it's completely unfair. It also <clears> gives <throat> Daniel an advantage against these other rookies in the Daytona 500 because he gets to go out and run a race with 20 of the best guys in the sport. Yeah. And it's a, it's a God-given opportunity. It's not anything that TJ's point he earned. That's a good point. Yeah. 2016 Rookie of the Year class versus the 2017 Rookie of the Year class. Which class do you think is the strongest overall and why? It's on the back page. TJ? Uh, I back think page. last year. <laughs> <laughs> so last year was a very impressive rookie group. Um, we knew the two top contenders were going to be Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney. I would love to see Chris Buescher come have a redo of that in, a, in the car that he's in now. Um, I think he would be more competitive – uh, but, you know, this is exciting. I mean, you look at those names last year. you got Ryan Blaney. That dude's going to be in the Cup Series for 20 years. you got Chase Elliott, who's going to be there just as long. And I feel like we're adding three more right now. TJ didn't pick a class. So Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, Chris Buescher versus <clears throat> Ty Dillon, Eric Jones, Daniel Suarez. I will pick the 2016 class. Chris Buescher won a race last year. None of these rookies will this year. Chase Elliott made the playoff. So that's two-thirds of the guys that were the best made the playoff. Two-thirds <clears> of this group won't make it. 2016 is your better rookie class. Yeah, you have uh, – if we would ask this question last offseason, I would have said we have two potential race winners between Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney. Um, and the guy that we didn't pick to win – Win. You won. know, won. Yeah. And this year, you know, I feel like I feel like Eric Jones will – I think he'll be competitive in a few races, but I think his lack of experience late in races like that will – will uh, cost them a little bit. So, 2016. Some spotter news there, too. <clears throat> so, when Carl said he's retiring, Carl's spotter, Jason Hedleski, had been with Carl forever. And Daniel Suarez, when he ran Xfinity, had Matt Kenza's spotter. So, when Daniel Suarez... Oh, Chris Suarez, Osborne, right? Yeah, so when... Crazy, <clears throat> who's been on our show. So, when Daniel decides that he's going cup racing, he's bringing crazy Chris Osborne with him, which makes... Hedleski swap over to Kenseth. So two of the four Gibbs guys are going to have new spotters. I'm telling you, it matters. Like, it matters for the first month. Yeah, Daytona 500 last year, it mattered. Yeah. Off-the-wall topic, Super Bowl is this Sunday. Dirty Birds versus the Pats. Who you got, Brett? Super Bowl. 
Sunday. Do we call it Super Bowl Day? The day Daytona of the, Day. The day of the Super Bowl. Well, it's, it's Super Bowl day. week right now. What it's Super we Bowl week. What do we name this, Josh? What's football a good name? Day. What's a good name for the Super Bowl? Maybe just call it the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I would I would say that. Stunning. The big, the big one. The big one. Oh, my God. How do you not go with freaking Tom Brady? <laughs> he's a minus three-point favorite. Yeah. The guy is he's, – he's, I hate Tom Brady, so therefore he will win. He, wins he doesn't the, eat strawberries. He wins the game with a set of skill players that are not as good as some other skill players. I mean, give this guy Julio Jones or – I mean, I don't know. I, I got to pick the Patriots. I absolutely hate the Patriots, so they'll probably win. So, <laughs> Is that your logic? Tom Brady, listen, I'm a Bills fan. We see Tom Brady a lot, and he is a really, really good. I'm hoping he wins and retires. So <laughs> let's go with that. And not to mention. What's he been, how many Super Bowls has he been in? Four of the last six? He's been in a lot. Yeah, He's greatest, man. He's greatest ever. He's greatest ever throw football. Maybe. Who you got? Who are you pulling <clears throat> for? I can't. I can't root for the Patriots. Who are you pulling for? Falcons. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a Patriots fan, but I am glad that I got to witness Tom Brady. Josh, who you got? Uh, I would rather see Atlanta win, but I'm also betting on it. So. <laughs> you can't bet. That's illegal. No, yeah, you can. No. Yeah, in Vegas you can. Oh, you're going to Vegas. Uh, or Atlantic City. or <laughs> <laughs> Atlantic City. <laughs> Re- Reno, Lake Tahoe. There's all sorts of places you can yeah. go. Cherokee. Cherokee. Yeah, yeah. I take sportsbook bets. I'll tell you what, I'll drive up there with you, and I'll make a wager with you, so I got a little something to pull for. All right. Wow. Otherwise, I don't know how we'd bet. I hope you guys, yeah. are, you guys are getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Kristen will be carrying this show here in the beginning of the year until you guys get bailed out. And expungements. <laughs> I'll hey. go with the Patriots, though. Is that really? I'm the lone wolf. Atlanta's playing the best football. I know, but the Patriots are going to win. But Atlanta's playing the best football, but God almighty. If you slow down, like, if you can slow down that, if they can't score 35 points, they're not going to win. Like Green Bay, if Green Bay kept stopped shooting themselves in the foot, they could have beat Atlanta. Right, right. And I think Green Bay and Patriots would have been a really good yeah. – I, I, I honestly would not be surprised if the Patriots blow them out. Yeah. Pittsburgh sh- on the bed too. They they were playing terrible. <laughs> they God. were bad. And now your quarterback might retire. Oh, he's coming back. I'm not another, a Pit- Pittsburgh fan. Follow another chicken about. I I'm would an be. Fan. <clears throat> that was a long time ago. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can't forgive some things. I'm just saying. I like watching. I like watching Pittsburgh play. They're fun to watch. They are fun. Hashtag AskDBC. Producer Josh picked some questions from some of our followers. And here we go. At ATTOCS1 asks, do you guys ever have a meet and greet before any of the races for us fans of the show? I do a lot of meet and greet stuff with um, sponsors and stuff a lot. But I don't know. If I would say if anybody requests it, we would normally – it's not a big deal if we get a few people there that want to go and meet and I say hi. I have people come to the hauler asking if they can meet you too. The or hauler? Or where to find the you. Hauler. The hauler. I think the biggest thing was people requesting to meet Kristen – when we were starting up, yeah. her, when she was Googling her website domain. Yeah. Now that they've shut down Backpage, I don't know that you guys will get requested yeah. as much as you used to. Yeah. Uh, Stop it. <laughs> we, we, we actually do. I mean, we go to tweet ups when they ask us to come. I mean, it's not something that we frequent without invitations, but when no. Jeff Gluck or those guys put it together, we'll, we'll yeah. go. And, and we do a lot of stuff for sponsors. I mean, last year, TJ and I did a lot of stuff for Sprint together. Hopefully, Monster recognizes my value and brings me in. And if not, I recognize your value, thank Brett. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, it's, it's really cool when TJ and I are walking to the elevator before the race and, and somebody says, Hey, man, I love the show. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the best. It was like a weekly thing, thing last year. So yeah. it's pretty awesome. At least people listen and have a good time millions with it. Millions and millions. 
prestige. Yeah. At Cornwit asks, how many of the following get a win in 2017? (laughs) The three, 19, 21, 24, 42, 77, part, oh, there's two parts. Part two, will Eric Jones shed any tears on camera? (laughs) Well, Cornwit will probably not win any races. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. I got the 24 winning a race. I got the 42 winning a race. So of the ones that you submitted, that's who I've got winning. Will Eric Jones shed any tears on camera? Uh, we'll probably only see his back and his ass running away from it, so we wouldn't know if he did. This guy really needs to mature this year now that he's in cup. I mean, I, I hope somebody is giving him some really good media training to help him realize his potential on the camera as much as in the race car. You know, I'm going to give – I think the three can pull through this year. He's he's made a lot of improvement the last two years, and the next step's victory lane for him, so – He's been leading a handful of times. He's been top five a bunch. I think the next step is victory lane. So I could see him winning. I think uh, I think Ryan Blaney, I'll, I'll see, how, see how he starts the year. I think once he figures out, calms down a little bit and matures a little bit more, like it, he's going to – he can. I don't know if he's quite there yet. <clears throat> Chase is there. Chase is ready. Um, the 42 could definitely win as well. He Seven. could win five races. He could. <clears throat> 77, um, I think, will be contending late in races a few times, and I think something he'll get caught up in something, or and I think there will be some tears. Yeah, <laughs> tears. <laughs> I, I want just to touch on something that not maybe or maybe or has not been talked about a lot. There's a lot of rule changes in the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series. They're taking a lot of downforce away in Xfinity. In Cup, we've got all new rules, and, and there's a lot of questions in the garage is, hey, what is NASCAR going to enforce? You know, so that is going to play into which cars are badass at Atlanta versus some cars that were badass last year that may not be up to speed. I mean, when you look at Gibbs last year, they didn't work on this 2017 package at all, and a lot of teams did. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see who comes out, you know, with with the guns blazing versus some guys that still have to catch up. At Rapella seventy asks rumors on a podium style victory lane this year. What do you think, TJ? You think that'd be cool? I do. I think they should open it up. <clears throat> Here's it's what tough, I think though, with some of the victory lanes, though, because they're so small. I think they need to make a path after the race for the fans like they do in Formula One and the other sports and let them come celebrate below the drivers where they go to. Then people are crazy about that stuff. They get to go there. They're standing by the teams over here. Yep. Um, they get to stand there and celebrate with their, their drivers up there holding trophies up. I think we should do uh, it. My question is, though, is when – you know, let's just say it's <clears throat> Kyle Busch leading and it's Denny Hamlin running second at Daytona for the 500. <clears throat> and Kyle goes down, Denny comes up, hooks him. Kyle ends up finishing second. You really think Kyle Busch is going to go to victory lane to stand on the podium? In your example, no. But find him a hundred grand. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he'd probably go if you take a little money out of his pocket next time. Oh, Listen, I mean, that's hey. That's interesting. Why don't I mean maybe throw a right hook when you're standing next to him up there? That'd I don't be know. Better. I think yeah, great. I'm all for opening the front gate, letting the fans run out yeah. to, the, to the infield to enjoy the win. And 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 I'll say I've said this before. There's nothing worse than a racetrack that builds victory lane where the fans can't even see it. We go to yeah. a lot of places <clears> where victory lane is hidden. When you go to a short track and they run on Saturday night, victory lane is at the start finish line. There's no reason why we can't construct some of these opportunities to bring the drivers back out like we interview the top five on tv anyway it's mandated they're isolated on pit road 
do your podium, but do your podium with a top five. I mean, like, there's a yeah. lot of things we can do to get more creative, and I certainly hope that the marketing folks are looking at that. I just see that it just makes it more chaotic <clears throat> for us. You look at the end of the Formula oh, One race, though; those people are running, running. Yeah. They are running there because they know they're getting to go see their dude, drivers. These, these fans have been there. Our, our sport isn't typical. You go to a football game four hours before kickoff. Fans come to our venue Thursday yeah. night before a <clears throat> Sunday afternoon race. Yeah, give these guys give back to the fans. I think they should be able to get closer and enjoy it. Yeah, they should I be mean, able to I, kiss them on the cheek if they want. Yeah, all I don't the, know about all that. those fans at the Indy Xfinity race can come yeah. down and. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if they listen, all, that all does four, nothing all but of them. that does that does nothing but enhance the experience. So we can all sweat together. Major experience up, upgrade there. At yeah. Duncan underscore Harris asked, "Who's going to take the first win out of Dale Jr. and Clint Boyer?" Mm, let's have a wager on this one. All right. Where, where are you going to do that at? <laughs> you gonna we're going City. to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're going to get in my car and drive to the Cherokee after this, man. Yes. We're going right after this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I love Cherokee. What do you want to? Cherokee what kind people. Of, is it really illegal if you just bet each other? No. no There's got to be like over 10 grand. No, Pete that. Rose. All right, I have $9,999 bet. <laughs> we're going to bet a Chick-fil-A biscuit. Well, you're like seven behind me. Uh, why we didn't have a bet? I was just being you're polite just being and generous. friendly. Yeah. yeah you're, you're just being Carl Edwards, this great guy that everybody thinks he is. <laughs> 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 All right. So, you, who you, so you, we got a bet. We got a bet. Do you really tell. think you're going to win before us? I just said, yeah. I'm glad. Chicken biscuits on me. I love your enthusiasm with it. But yeah, yeah. Next. Is At this Travis C underscore 48 asks, what is more impressive, JJ's seven titles or Jeff's four titles in a Rolex 24? Travis, you're way too yeah. smart of a fan to ask such yeah. a dumb question. <laughs> Travis, 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 Travis. I mean, we got a guy going for eight. Yes. Eight, eight. time. Eight Jimmy time. Johnson is way more impressive in terms of his titles. I will say this, though. There's only four drivers in history that have won the things that, that Jeff Gordon just pulled off. Jeff, Jamie McMurray, Mario Andretti, and A.J. Foyt. So Jeff certainly put himself in some exclusive company by winning the Rolex. But, dude, it's way harder to win seven cup titles and going yeah. for eight. And still on top of your game going for eight. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Y'all ready for a rant? TJ, what you got? I was going to hear yours and base mine off of you. <laughs> rant <laughs> with you? really simple. You know, I, I watched this Carl Edwards presser, and I watched oh, all boy. of these people talk about how great of a guy he is. Here's what Carl has done that I personally know that makes him a great guy. When he wins his trophies, he doesn't keep them. He gives them to other people in his life. He gave one to a spotter when he won the Southern 500. That is a great gesture and something that a great guy would do. But beyond that, what has Carl Edwards done to make him such a great guy? Because he's good on camera, because he takes his sunglasses off for an interview. Like, I don't see this guy's foundation raising millions of dollars for needy children. I don't see him giving money. I don't see him being a Tony Stewart and giving plane rides to Kristen because her mom's sick and Kristen needs to get home. Like, I don't know where this, where these, some of these media people come up with some of these stories. So I just was curious as to what y'all's real take on what what makes a person a great guy. Well, I also think the media kisses their ass a lot of the time. I mean, the thing is, like Clint Boyer on camera is a real dude. Like that's who he is in real life. Elliot Sadler on camera, 
real dude in real life. Like some of these people, Rusty Wallace. But Elliot is a good dude. Rusty like, Wallace would turn it on for the camera, and like, don't tell me how great of a dude he is when he's an ass mm-hmm. in the coach lot. Like, some some of these people need to stop worrying about who's good on camera and and evaluate who they are as real people. I mean, did Carl Edwards mention his wife in his retirement thing? Yeah. Was she there? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, if we're gonna talk about great people, like, let's talk about you know Greg Olson who is raising all this money yeah, for, wow. for charity and, yeah. like, running for NFL Man of the Year. And let's talk about Kyle Petty, who has done more for children in, in a month than I'll do in, in my entire lifetime. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what warrants some of these people, some of these media people, to call people great guys. But let's just base it on, you know, how they are personally and professionally and not just how they give an interview. I agree with that. And Carl Edwards may be great. I don't know him personally, so I'm not either. saying he's not a great guy. But we certainly don't need this perception, public perception of, oh, this guy's such a great guy. When when I know what my guys do for other people, versus not, you know. Hell, Elliot and Hermie gave me uh, their tickets for tonight for the UNC pick game. See, that's a great guy. Yeah. yeah, Hermie's like, you can have our seats, just don't yell too loud for Pitt. <laughs> yeah, and don't wear their colors. Right. Yeah, because you'll get them kicked out. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I, you never really know them people until you know them personally. So, I know I don't, I don't have a a very, <clears throat> a very high opinion of him myself. Other other than you know, great on camera. If you see him at the gas pump, he'll be the nicest guy in the world. Do you? you know what I mean? But um, I've just seen other other things happen that that lead me to believe differently. So, I definitely see where you're coming from on that. I just my my whole thing is. Let let people form their own opinions, you know, and and don't be forcing your always oh, such great guy opinion on everybody else. Do you think it's somewhat he's so private about his personal life, and a lot of other drivers ha- lay it all out there, like the Kyle Bushes and I mean guys like that who you're like, wow, he's kind of in. again. I mean, what what makes you a great guy, right? It's it's the gift of giving. It's the gift of love. It's the mm-hmm. gift of all these things, and and. It's not because you're a great race car driver and you smile really pretty when you get interviewed, you know. I mean, Tony Stewart's one of the greatest guys any of us know, you know. And, and here's a guy that when he straps his, his helmet on, he's a complete <laughs> all his competitors. But when he gets out of his car, like, he would do anything in the world for you, you know. And, yeah. and, not, and not even know you, you know. Yeah. He's done so many things for so many people, there could be an entire book on it. How many children a year make a wish children as Dell Jr. do meet and greets with? We have that number. It is astounding. Yeah. What is, <clears throat> what is that? That's a great guy. Huge. That's a great guy. Yeah. Show me sh- – like, when I – and here's my thing, I guess as an industry insider, I see all of these things, mm-hmm. and I see all of these people doing all these things. So when I hear people say, oh, that's a great guy, well, I don't see him doing all those things, you know. I don't I don't see him going to VA hospitals, which we've done with Elliot. You know, I don't see him going to children's hospitals, which we've done with Elliot. I don't see him hosting autism families – which we've done with Elliot. So, yeah, and, charities, and, and, anything. And those are things that Elliot is doing. It's not because sponsors are going, hey, man, we got to do this. You yeah. know? So that's a great guy. You know, the fact that Elliot wants to go out and drink a beer after work, hey, man, so do I. Like, that doesn't make him not a great guy, you know. So, I don't yeah. know. I hear you. Valid rant. Yeah, you thought about that one. Hashtag fake news. <laughs> yeah, fake, fake news. news. Fake news always guy. wins. Yeah. <clears throat> fake news always wins. Did you wins. see Denzel Washington's rant on fake news? Mm-mm. should Google it. I love Denzel Washington. I mean, he's my yeah. favorite actor probably ever. I mean, that guy could read the phone book, and I'd be like, oh, he's awesome. But, like, he goes off on fake news. It's awesome. It's good. Him and Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman could 
Uh, he oh yeah. Yeah. Narrate anything. <clears throat> let's yeah. try. To, let's try to impersonate. Let's let's study their voice the next time. Let's try to do our whole show in their Andy, voice. Andy Andy Dufresne. <laughs> <laughs> what the remember, hell remember, was that? Remember the movie? Remember Man Shawshank? On Fire? Yeah, I remember Shawshank. That wasn't. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman, we, yeah. We went to Shawshank. No, Red, I know. Your impression sucked. <laughs> no, it didn't. That's how he talks. <clears throat> Just like that. I guess. <laughs> Actually, I thought you were. Yeah, Josh it's and time. I and the PR team, we went to the Shawshank prison when we were at Mid-Ohio. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Or was it Road America? Road America. Yeah. It was pretty It was <laughs> Pretty awesome. big difference in geography there. <laughs> I, I don't remember. <laughs> After a few Dale's Pale Ales, they don't remember anything at Christmas <laughs> no. in the ER anyway. Every week, man. Oh, can't, my God. Can't trust them. TJ, what do you got for a rant? You've had three months to come up with one. Ah, oh, see. He's a lazy podcast host. He doesn't read a show I, sheet. I did read my show sheet. <clears throat> I did read my show sheet, but. <laughs> you just forgot it all. We kind of, no, we kind of cover most of what I want to rant about. Like, I, I go off like mini rants during the show. So, it's kind of hard to rant about something. All right, I'll take that. A mini rant. Yeah, like I do a bunch. I do like five mini rants. Like, <clears throat> I'm I'm pissed off that a superstar is walking away. Um, you know, for and we don't even know why. Fake news. Uh, yeah, we don't even know why. It's a bunch of uh, fake news. Like, just come on, come out with it. Did are you you know you done done or what's the deal? You mad at somebody there? Did you get paid and leave? What's up? Yeah, something. Something. So, yeah. You don't. You don't. Nah, you, there's too many people, like, we all have friends on, and they don't even know. Like, we have people that do this for a living and to walk away like that, which is completely understandable. Well, at least tell us the truth. Yeah. You know, so. <clears throat> like, some of the guys out in the shop are texting uh, other shop guys over there that didn't know until the, the news broke yeah. yeah. on. Oh, no, they yeah. didn't know. No, they didn't know. Yeah, that's. I mean, if you want a year off, just come out and say it. But like, look, man, I just need to get some stuff together. Yep. I need, I need to take this year off. Well, here's one thing <clears> we knew for sure: we know Suarez was coming, and we know yeah. that that sponsor is going to stay loyal to him. So, for me personally, when I started seeing Denny Hamlin, his contract getting redone, I was like, oh, "There's not room for somebody over there." You know, is it Matt, or is it Carl, or who is it? Because it's not Kyle. Kyle's safe, and Suarez is safe. So you know, somebody's in trouble. Then yeah. they've got Eric Jones <clears> under contract on a loaner. Which yeah. means if he can come back and and still five hour move as part of the deal under this monster energy piece, like, yeah, it's uh, I could see him coming back eventually. Um, but like you said, some it's like musical chairs and yeah, there's not out. enough. Yeah, there's somebody no somebody's not getting a seat. So, no. No. Uh, did somebody say I'm mad? I'm out. So so funny so. story. Clint Boyer had a party a couple weeks ago. No he, way. He does this. <laughs> he does this every off season, and he has a band. This time he got an '80s band. But I'm standing there, and and guess what? Crew chief comes walking up to me. Big dummy, Brian that made the call for Cole Witt to stay out uh. in the Xfinity race. Why was he there? And he comes up to me. He oh he used to you know work on Clint's stuff at RCR. Did he yeah. listen to your rant? So long long time friends, right? He walks up to me and he goes, Brett, man, I owe you an apology. Oh, really? And I probably, <laughs> should have been four rows back. <laughs> I turn red face, and I'm like, what in the f*** were you thinking? And I'm like, and, and here's the thing. Actually, after you did it, you could have helped me if you would have just taken the bottom versus taking the top and screwing up the entire racetrack. You had a rant on the radio. <laughs> he said that he is perceived as the dumbest guy in racing right now and that, that he's no longer going to crew chief that car <clears throat> and that he got death threats over this crap. 
Oh, that's sad. That is sad. I don't like that. Uh, yeah. But Brian's a good dude, and, and so ironically, though, I did run into him, and and we hugged it out. You know, after a few drinks, you all start crying, and you love each other anyway. I don't think he's apologized nearly enough to enough people. I think there's a TJ may be able to give us intel on this. I think the majority of the industry is surprised that Dale Jr. decided to come back, given the situation he was in. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not surprised. I see the drive in him. I see the drive. I see this dude's happy, man. Like he, I feel like it was too soon. He's got and he's got. He's not done. Like we I know can he's tell. not done. Yeah. I can tell he's not done. When I saw that, when I saw him get out of that car at Darlington, that was enough for me to know that he, if he would, if he did decide, I think it would ate him up. Yeah. Like he would, it wouldn't be no. Um, like this is this is honestly the best. Uh, position i've seen and happiness level i've seen del jr ever have so that's awesome yeah i'm really happy for him yeah the wedding was awesome like i don't think it you know one thing he told us that's funny before the wedding we were kind of standing in this in this room adjacent to where the wedding was and he told us he's like man he's like i was at i was at all you at y'all's weddings and i didn't respect it nearly enough what y'all were going through and now that i'm going through it myself you know yeah so, and it's like having kids, too. You can tell somebody what it's like all day long. But yeah, until you have them, you don't long. even, yeah, you don't have any idea. Nah. So, but it was cool to, he's, it's cool that he has respect and he thinks about things like that. Like, man, you guys already went through this. I really know what it's like now. And He and, has uh, a lot of industry admiration because of he's coming back, you know. You know, writing, when I had to, I had to write that speech, um, it was actually fairly easy to write it. And I kind of felt, kind of felt like a goofball writing it, but He's been such a good role model. You know, it's hard to have one of your write about one of your best friends being a role model for yourself. You right, know, right. he's a little bit older than me, but he's just handled diversity in so so many different ways that I've watched and and <clears throat> and probably learned. Like you, you know what I'm like. You know what I'm like. Like off camera, or yeah. off off you know air. Really, I'm way more vocal and yeah. and but you know to watch the road that he's paved and watch things he's done has taught me a lot of lessons that I think I've applied and and um you know it, it, i don't think it's gonna make me a better person in the long run too yeah. so it's it, you know it was easy to write about him being a good role model and i think he's a great role model for everybody yeah so i i, I say this and i truly mean it i hope he wins a daytona 500 i mean after going through what he's gone through personally and professionally it'd be awesome for him to do that be cool yeah yeah if I'm can't win clint it. boyer he can finish second man, i get old clint and i can win my bet give me a free chicken biscuit Great. I could use a chicken biscuit right now. <laughs> Josh, what have you been doing? Sleeping. What have you been up to? Yeah. Yeah, sleeping. How's your off season been? It's, it's been good. How's Tennessee doing, yeah. man? Yeah. Oh, they're doing great. Just fantastic. Any new butterfly tattoos or anything? Yep, brand new one. <laughs> <laughs> Any drunken nights you want to share? He's going on dates. Not really. Oh, Are you're you? dating. Oh, yeah. Mm. Rumor has it you had a few dates. Wow. Yeah. Oh, really? I tried yeah. to stalk her, and he won't give me her last name, so I can't oh. figure out who the oh, heck she is. we can get it. <laughs> we'll find it. So Josh jo- does attract hot women. Do we need a Do we need a service for you? No. This um, show was brought to you by One Main. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. thanks to Exalta for, for this awesome Exalta <laughs> studio that's getting a revamp tomorrow. The One Main guy could be Josh. <laughs> yep. The one main city. thing. One main thing. One main thing could be Josh if you're a lady and you're hot. If you're single and ready to mingle. Yep. Joshmingle.com. He's not the oldest ride in the park, but he's got the longest line. <laughs> Mm. Mm. Peace out. (laughs) Bye. Holla.
At One Main Financial, we believe in the importance of community. That means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals, lending a hand when it matters most, and commitment to our neighborhoods. Community isn't just where you are. It's where you make a difference. One Main Financial, not just in the neighborhood, but part of your community. Providing personal loan solutions and one-on-one local service. One Main Financial, your needs, your goals, your dreams. Offer subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee. For licensing information, visit our website or call us. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliott Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. 